You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 81 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Tim Takis, Certified Elder Law Attorney and partner at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we are talking about Parkinson's disease. Joining me today is Pete Kopsek. Pete serves on the board of Peterson for Parkinson's, a local nonprofit, and also has personal experience with his wife's Parkinson's diagnosis. Welcome, Pete. Thank you. All right, Pete, tell us about your journey and what led you to the Peterson for Parkinson's Foundation. In 2013, my wife was having some unusual symptoms, like dragging her leg a little bit, not swinging her right arm. She seemed to be having some balance problems. And they come on, the problems came on so slowly, we really hadn't paid much attention to them. And um, finally, I we put the two or three symptoms together and thought she should see a neurologist. She went to see a neurologist and he said she was fine. Um, a year later, 2014, the symptoms were worse. Um, there were also symptoms we didn't recognize, like she was losing her smell um, and other things. But anyway, she went back and this time they could see the symptoms were worse. So they handed her a medication called carbolevodopa. Cinnamon is really its name. And he said to take it for two weeks, and if her symptoms got better, she had Parkinson's. Oh. Uh, We were were quite surprised, to say the least. Um, It turns out that there's no biomarker for Parkinson's, so you can't go in and have a blood test or a CT scan or an MRI or anything, and then they can say you have Parkinson's. Unfortunately, one of the common ways to diagnose is to give you the the Cinemet, which is the gold standard drug for Parkinson's, and if you you improve, you have Parkinson's. So that's like a drug that's specific to Parkinson's. And if you, hopefully, if you take it and nothing happens or, you know, then you've got something else or, but that did it, right? That's correct. If it does, if it doesn't help, you've got something else. That's correct. My wife was 72. Typically people are, I think, over 60 when they get it. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, we had no help there. And. Uh, I started web research, obviously, and we found out there's a million Parkinson's patients in the country, and it's a progressive neurological disease. Basically, it's a dopamine deficiency in the brain, mm-hmm. and the Cinemet medication puts artificial dopamine into the brain, which is what apparently helps with the symptoms. Also, that every Parkinson's patient is like a snowflake. They're not the same. They uh, they react different to medications, have different symptoms. Um, It's it's really a a different kind of a disease the way we, my wife and I are experiencing it anyway. Mm -hmm. 
And unfortunately, you don't get any symptoms of Parkinson's until you've lost about 80% of the dopamine. Oh. So you're really far down the path by the time you begin to see things. For instance, there's some people that have had constipation for 20 years, and and they didn't notice their handwriting was getting smaller, that their voice was quieter, that they had tremor and stiffness and balance problems. And, and then suddenly, you know, it gets further down the pike, and then you go in and, and get a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we our web knowledge was helping us. We also discovered Vanderbilt is the Center for Excellence for Parkinson's. Um, and that's a significant asset in town. We later discovered people actually moved to Nashville because, to be- because of Vanderbilt's program. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they had an educational program once, once a month. We start going to it. Uh, through them, we discovered a small support group for Parkinson's in Franklin. And um, we also learned there that we needed a movement disorder specialist. That's a special type of neurologist, an, an MDS, a movement disorder specialist. Okay, and what does a movement disorder specialist do? He specializes his, his practice on Parkinson's and similar illnesses. Okay. And that's what they do. They do it very well. And they do they do they? It's like a therapy something. Uh, like, uh, is it a muscular thing? Do they? I mean, I'm just tell tell me. That's some, one thing I've not heard of before. They they basically manage your med for you and oh. and, and help you in ways like that. Um, and also. Um, you have to be careful. If you go to the emergency room and you're a, you have Parkinson's, they may give you the wrong anesthesia or not give you your Parkinson's pills on time. Okay. Uh, so the specialists try to work with the emergency rooms and everybody else. They're, they're just invaluable to you as your disease moves on because you have a brain problem and you don't know what it's going to affect. It can be your blood pressure. It can be, you know. Mm-hmm your eye movement or whatever. So they, they recognize those symptoms and can tell you the best way to manage them. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your own case manager, so to speak. So some of them that's specific to that illness or to that affliction. I don't want to call it an illness. I guess it's a disease. So it's a disease, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. Parkinson's, PD, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Tell us a little bit about the Peterson for Parkinson's Foundation. Well, we, uh, we found out doing this web research and through Vanderbilt that there was uh, exercise was equal to medication. So half your treatment should be um, the medication and then half should be exercise to try to uh, slow down the the progression of the illness, and it does. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, we found boxing, uh, a boxer in town, and some other things. Uh, and through the small practice group we found, we went to a dinner one night, and uh, I bumped into a woman I knew there, and she was working with the Peterson Foundation for Parkinson's. And I was quite surprised. I hadn't found it and didn't know anything about it. Um, so as a result of that, we formed a coordinating committee for 
the Nashville area, mm-hmm. where the Peterson Foundation, the Vanderbilt, the drug companies, uh, the medical device suppliers, everybody else could come together once a month and uh, share knowledge about Parkinson's in town. There were two fundraisers on the same day once and some other things. Mm-hmm. As a result of that coordinating committee, uh, the woman who's Debbie Lowenthal is now the executive director of the Peterson Foundation. She, uh, she suggested we take our small group in Franklin and merge it into the Peterson Foundation. Okay. So the Peterson Foundation was formed by Brent Peterson. Uh, Brent, I think, was diagnosed around 2004. He spent 20 years in the National Hockey League as a player and a coach. And he was coaching the National Predators when he was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I think he was 44 years old or roughly around there. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he was young. Yeah. Yes. And uh, in 2009, he started the Peterson Foundation for Parkinson's. Okay. And then eventually developed it into an annual dinner on the ice at Bridgestone called the Petey Party. This year it'll be on the 28th of this month. They usually draw about a thousand people. The Predators uh, just loved Brent Peterson, mm-hmm. love him still, and uh, and and really support you know the support his foundation. So so Mr. Peterson's still with us. Yes, in so fact. I- How's he doing? He's doing well. Uh, Great. He, uh, today at the Legends Golf Course in in Franklin, uh, there's a celebrity golf tournament, and Brent's there playing golf. Oh, Uh, as we speak, right? As we speak, which is why you have me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Instead of Brent today, because he's he's in his celebrity golf tournament. Okay. So on, so here we are on September 13, 2021, and Brent is playing golf, and you're not. That's correct. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Uh, he had, uh, around 2011, he had a procedure done at Vanderbilt called Deep Brain Stimulation, DBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and it helped him a, a, a great deal in the management of his, of his symptoms. Um, so that's, that's whenever we met with Brent, a couple of us from the support group, uh, we talked about getting together and, and what they were doing with the money on the Peterson Foundation was, I was given a lot of the money to Vanderbilt for Parkinson's research. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of good results from everything they did with Vanderbilt. But we came in and we, we were kind of the boots on the ground. We were the care partners and people with Parkinson's in town. Yeah. And uh, Brent just jumped right up and embraced us and put three of us on his board. And, uh, and then we really began to take off with offering local um, support systems for the Parkinson's community. Mm-hmm. So yeah. are these, so these resources, um, I, I guess they're available through the foundation. Uh, what what resources uh, are available? The the first thing I'd do is recommend the website to anybody. It would be the Peterson Foundation for Parkinson's. 
Okay. And you'll see a calendar on there. All the Parkinson's exercise programs per month are in there. Uh, the monthly Franklin support group meetings. Okay. Uh, and all the other things that we offer. The, uh, the, the thing that's interesting, too, is that we started, um, the, the Peterson Foundation started an active with Parkinson's support group in town. It turns out that almost everybody who's been diagnosed keeps it secret for maybe a year or two or three from people, particularly employers. Mm -hmm. And Brent kept his a secret for a year while he was coaching the predators. Yeah. Uh, so we have a group called Active with Parkinson's. These people are mostly working and active in town. So they have a group that has programs that are appealing to them. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, other groups in, uh, we have a national women's group we're starting. There is a group in Mount Juliet, one in Cookville now, one in Murfreesboro. We have one in Hendersonville and one in Paris, Tennessee. So, okay. uh, so it's great to have these uh, other support groups. So is the, I'm just thinking is, is the, is the goal of the Peterson for Parkinson's foundation? Is it basically to expand, you know, maybe this, maybe nationwide or, uh, no. No, at this point we're we're Middle Tennessee. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And and far as I could see today, that's that's certainly the mission today. Mm -hmm. Support the family and members who you know everybody who has Parkinson's here. Mm -hmm. We also have a uh, uh, a park a Peterson Choir, which is now called Peterson Voices. Uh, we have a group that meets just with Parkinson's patients, another one that meets just with care partners, like I'm a care partner for my wife. So, uh -huh. so what does the Peter, what does Peterson voices do? Is this uh, like this? Are they singers? Is this, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Um, yeah, we, we found a woman who's really a professional at voice and uh, they had measurements taken of the people that, volunteered to be in the Peterson Choir. Six months later, they measured their voices, and there was a significant improvement in the voice. Oh, so it basically helped. It's a therapy. Yes, as well as community. Yes. Okay, and I think you have a Peterson Painters, too. Is that something? Yeah. Is that also a therapy or yeah. art therapy? Or Yes, they do painting. Uh, there's another one that's May starting called uh, Peterson uh, what are they calling it? Uh, crafts, I think. And they're not okay. decided yet necessarily what they're going to do. We also hold an annual expo. I think we've done it three years now. It's at the Brentwood Baptist Church. And we have speakers for half a day and the drug companies set up tables. And it's a tremendous educational uh, half day. What would you recommend to someone, let's say that... Um Either they suspect that they have Parkinson's disease or they have just been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Um, you, you mentioned going to the Peterson for Parkinson's Foundation website to learn more about the disease. What if you're, if you're not in Nashville or not in the Nashville area, what, what, what would the next steps be? There's a national organization called the, the Parkinson's Foundation, PF. Mm-hmm. 
it does good work. It's great support for us here too. Great. Um, if they have a center of excellence like Vanderbilt in their community, that would be another great place to go. And if they want a lot of information, uh, also go to the Michael J. Fox uh, website. He, they do That's a terrific right. job. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of resources out there for people that have been diagnosed. And, and it sounds like those resources could be helpful for their families as well, right? Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of people would have to do it via, you know, the web or remote. Although we're doing a lot of our meetings on Zoom, so okay. uh, it's not unusual to have it be dispersed today. I'll mention to you, too, that Brent Peterson, whenever he was diagnosed, um, he wrote a book, too. It's called My Toughest Face-Off. And... Um, in his book, he talks about after he had had Parkinson's for about a year or two, he was talking to Michael J. Fox on the phone. Hmm. And Michael J. Fox told him, quit feeling sorry for yourself and go do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of his prime motivators to form the Peterson Foundation. So, Yeah, a lot, lot of inspiration there. Yes. All right, well. We've been talking today to Pete Kopsack, who is uh, on the board of Peterson for Parkinson's, which is a Nashville area foundation uh, on Parkinson's disease. Pete, thanks so much for being with us. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Takeus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Takeus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.